0: Hello and welcome to daily prayer today for Sunday, July 11th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall
1: proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you
0: and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Reconciling God. We give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism you have broken down dividing walls and made us members of your house. By the power of your Holy Spirit build us up to be your holy temple, a place of peace and welcome for all through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 103 and 150, 1 Samuel 17, 50 through 184, Romans 10, 4 through 17 and Matthew 23, 29-39. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not
1: forget all God's benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity,
0: who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles.
1: The Lord works vindication
0: and justice for all who are oppressed. God made known God's ways to Moses, God's acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God will not always accuse, nor will God keep God's anger forever. God does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is God's steadfast love towards those who fear God. As far as the east is from the west, so far God removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for God's children, So the Lord has compassion for those who fear God. For God knows how we are made. God remembers that we are dust. As for mortals, their days are like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear God. And God's righteousness to children's children, to those who keep God's covenant and remember to do God's commandments. The Lord has established God's throne in the heavens, and God's kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you, God's angels, you mighty ones who do God's bidding, obedient to God's spoken word. Bless the Lord, all God's hosts, God's ministers that do God's will. Bless the Lord, all God's works, in all places of God's dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul.
1: Psalm 150. Praise the
0: Lord. Praise God in God's sanctuary. Praise God in God's mighty firmament. Praise God for God's mighty deeds. Praise God according to God's surpassing greatness. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the
1: Lord. First reading for
0: Samuel 17:50 through 18:4. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, striking down the Philistine and killing him. There was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine. He grasped his sword, Goliath's sword, drew it out of its sheath, and killed him. Then he cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. The troops of Israel and Judah rose up with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron so that the wounded Philistines fell on the way from Shaarim as far as Gath and Ekron. The Israelites came back from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their camp. David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this man, young man? Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. The king said, Inquire whose son this strapling is. On David's return from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. When David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was bound to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that he was wearing and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt.
1: Our New Testament lesson is from Romans chapter 10 verses 4
0: through 17. For Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is the Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all have obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard
1: comes from the, th- through the word of Christ.
0: And from Matthew 23, verses 29 through 39. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and you say, If we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets, lest you testify against yourselves that you are descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your ancestors. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how can you escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I send you prophets, sages, and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town, so that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly, I tell you, all this will come upon
1: this generation. generation.
0: Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you are not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is the one
1: who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God.
0: So we have a continuation and, and sort of completion of the story of Goliath. There's this dead uh, hush over the battlefield and David runs up to the body of of Goliath, who is not currently dead, but is at least unconscious, pulls out Goliath's own swords, stabs Goliath, and then cuts off his head. At that point, the Philistines know very clearly that the living God, the God of the Hebrews, is here on the battlefield, and they are now toast. So they run. They take off. Suddenly, the, the um Hebrews are filled with uh, much more confidence than they had and they pursue them and kill them. Um, And just it's a it's a stunning victory. Um, Something to note here that the original uh, intent or the original uh, parameters of this contest was that it would just be one and whoever wins or whoever loses would sort of submit themselves to be slaves of the others. Um, so both sides basically renege on this. The Philistines do not submit themselves. They do not, um, you know, present themselves as defeated. They run, and then the Hebrews go and kill them. So there you go. David comes back, and Saul is like, who is this kid, right? Who's, whose family is he from? presumably this is so he can give these, um, these these gifts and all of these different things that he had offered to whoever could defeat Goliath. Um, and Abner, who is the general, has no idea who this person is. So he says, okay, who are you from? He's, I'm from the son of Jesse. I'm from Bethlehem. Great. So Saul asks David to be in his service, uh, to be a part of his court. Now, again, we have another story about how David is part of the court of Saul. And then we have a really interesting addition to this story that Saul, or um, that David and Jonathan now become deep friends. Now, we can understand this very much because the last time we saw Jonathan was the story when he goes and attacks the Philistine camp at Michmash. And he has very much that same idea and understanding of how God works. Is that if God wants to give us victory, God's going to give us victory. So we're going to go do it, right? Um, so we can understand why there might be this connection with David. Um, a lot has been made out of this connection. Um, partially, we in the in the modern world we are really, really uncomfortable with deep male friendships. It goes. Immediately into homeroticism, and we in the church tend to go, oh yeah, we don't want to have anything to do with this. Maybe that's a part of this story. I don't know. The implication seems to be that they are really truly brothers. They are deep, deep friends. Um, they make covenant with one another. Maybe there is some love there. I don't know. Um, but it is this very, very deep relationship that they have with one another. Um, an intimacy between people that we in the modern world are very uncomfortable with. Frankly, we're kind of uncomfortable with intimacy between, you know, like intimate partners, um, and we tend to guard ourselves in even those relationships, but especially in friendships, we tend to be very guarded. We don't like that idea of of, of intimate, deep relationships. This is one that we see. Um, This is a very strong relationship here between David and Jonathan. Then we have in Romans, Paul is talking about what is the gospel, what is um, salvation through the law, and what is salvation through faith. Uh, This kind of dovetails really nicely with what we were just reading in the end of this last week of Acts, of Cornelius and Peter going and, and sort of giving an account of what this is all about. This is exactly what Paul is talking about. This, this conflict that they had, the early church went through and was trying to figure out, how do we have this salvation? What do we do with our law and our traditions? And what do we do with this fact that God seems to be giving this grace? And Paul is very firmly on this um, idea that it is all about grace. It's not about faith. That's not right. It's all about grace and faith. It's not about following the law. There we go. (laughs) Um, He talks about, even Moses said, that if you want to live by the law, then you're going to be judged by the law. Guess what? That's not going to work out well for you. Um, Peter will later say, you know, why are we going to hold these Gentiles accountable for these laws that we ourselves could not live up to? Paul says, it's not about obeying the law. That's not how we get salvation. We get salvation by grace through faith. And so if it's by grace through faith, then it has nothing to do with how well or how poorly you follow the law. It also has no connection to your ethnicity. Those who have grown up with the Jewish law, of course, they're probably going to be better at following the law than someone who just found out about it, right? That, that makes perfect sense. But faith does not come through following the law. Faith comes, or grace comes through faith. So, the Jew or the Greek, uh, the Jewish person or the Gentile, the Roman, the you know, Greek, the whatever it is, come to faith through that, or come to grace, come through to salvation through that same faith. And so, we're all equal in this. God has granted us grace, and anyone who believes can have this by faith.
1: World-shattering.
0: This is world-changing good news. Then we have um, in Matthew, Jesus' burn, sick, sick burn of the... um, of the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, and the scribes, and the priests, all of the religious leadership of Jerusalem at the time. This is my absolute favorite song from Godspell, is the this put to music. Um, he calls them snakes and vipers, and a brood of vipers. He says, you know what? Your ancestors killed the prophets, so I shouldn't expect anything less from you. You you use your own. I can use your words against you. That you are the descendants of those who killed the prophets, and you say that you're not going to do this. Guess what? You're going to do this. Um, this is all during the the um, the passion. This is the last week that Jesus is alive. He's in the temple saying this to them. You are going to kill me. <laughs> you're going to kill those that I send to you. You're going to beat them in your temples. You're going to kick them out of the tabernacle, or not tabernacle. You're going to kick them them out of synagogues. You're going to kick them all out, right? This is partially for those who are there. It is also for those that Matthew is writing to. Hey, guess what? Jesus saw all of this. It is a, the fact that we are being persecuted as the early church is not a sign that there's something wrong we talked about this on, at Sunday school, um, it is actually a sign that we're doing something right. We are proclaiming the true gospel. We are proclaiming these things, and those who are closed-minded and who don't understand that God is doing something new and different here, they are witnessing against themselves.
1: And we have this beautiful piece where Jesus
0: says, you know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, even though you killed the prophets, even though you have done all of these things, how long, how many times did I long to gather you up as a as a hen gathers her chicks beneath her? We get a glimpse of God's heart over the history of Israel and all of the terrible, terrible things that have happened. And we don't have a vindictive God that says, Ha ha ha, I'm gonna do this to you so that you will turn. But this longing God, like a mother longing to to protect her brood from the dangers around. That's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Anyways, those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Great and wonderful God, we praise and thank you for
1: the gift of renewal in Jesus Christ. Especially, we thank you for ministries of music and the arts.
2: Those who enlighten and entertain. The love of family and friends. Time for rest and recreation. Promises kept and hope for tomorrow. People of God, for what
1: else do we give thanks? We give thanks for the youth who are attending a conference in Montreat. You make all things new, O God, and we offer our prayers for the renewal of the world and the healing of its wounds. Especially we pray for the church in North America.
2: Rest and renewal for creation. Those who are enslaved by addictions. All who long to live in your holy realm.
1: People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Pam, Bill's friend, who is home
0: from the hospital but frustrated that her eyesight has been affected by the stroke. For David, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is recovering from triple bypass surgery. The family and friends of Ben, a co-worker and teammate
1: of Dennis, passed away. For Freddie, who's having a new round of chemotherapy, and for Ashley, who is caring for her.
0: Blessed are you, O God, our Creator. At the work of your hands, we sing for joy. Keep us in your grace and peace this day, and teach us to glorify and enjoy you forever. Through Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen.
1: Now to God be honor and glory forever and ever.
0: Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. As a special sort of programming note, I will let you know, I am going to Montreat uh, with the high schoolers. So my plan is I will be recording all of the scripture readings for this coming week, but I'll be doing the prayer part from Montreat itself. So that is the hope. Um, If I don't actually get to that, depending on what the schedule is, then I will at least post those scripture parts. um, So I have that at least, but to look at that. Also, today we have um, a guest preacher, Zoe Gary, who is from the Methodist um, College Ministry, and uh, she's a good friend of mine in this presbytery, and uh, so she'll be preaching uh, wonderful. I'm, I'm really looking excited. Or I'm looking forward to that. I am excited about it. So um, join us for worship in just a little while. Thank you so much for joining me today for Uh, for daily prayer. Our liturgy came from the Book of Common Worship. Our um, readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And thank you. Have a very blessed day. We'll see you next time.